We're doing a series called Living the Resurrected Life. And this morning what I want to give attention to is that our ability to stay focused is vital. Vital for what? Vital to enable us to live the victorious resurrected life. Amen? Now, we know that the sower sows the word. And as the word of God is sown, there's different types of grounds that it falls into. One of the types of grounds is not the type of ground that we want to be. We know that Satan comes immediately to steal the word of God that was sown in our hearts. In Mark chapter 4, in verse 19, it says this, Then the cares and anxieties of this world, and the deceitfulness or the distractions of this age. Notice with me, it creeps in. How many of you know the devil's a creep? It creeps in. He comes to steal, to kill, to destroy with all of his creepy little thoughts. It creeps in, chokes, suffocates the word, and it becomes fruitless. Now, I looked up the word distraction. It basically means this, having one's thoughts or attention to be drawn away, the inability to concentrate or give attention to something. Some of the synonyms of the word distraction are kind of funny. One is fog. Anybody ever been in a fog before? Well, the only kind of fog I'm interested in is the favor of God. Amen? Uh, Mystification, bewilderment, or confusion, or perplexity. Now, if any of those words describe where you're at today, take heart. By the time you leave this morning, you're going to get good direction how to get rid of all that junk in our life. Amen? And so focus is a must. It's true in life. It's true in parenthood. It's true in sports. It's certainly true in ministry. It's true for business. The world is calling for our attention. And that is why focus is essential to live this victorious resurrected life. Jesus talked about it in Luke chapter uh, 21 and 25. And I'm going to ask you to help me to read today. I believe in God for a strong voice. Amen. But look with me at Luke chapter 21, verse 25, and you all begin to read. Ready, read. You're doing great. Keep reading right on through verse 28. Didn't say look out. It said look out. Didn't say look after and become confused and bewildered and all bummed out. But it says look up. Why? Because our redemption is drawn nigh. 
Hey, Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon. We know the master's on his way. Hallelujah. And what a glorious day it will be. When our Jesus we shall see. When our kinfolk we shall see. And the reunion in heaven and earth shall be a day of great glory and a day of great rejoicing. Can you shout about that a little bit? All right. You're good readers. Well, I'm going to ask you to read uh, Psalm 121 verses 1 through 8. Now work at this. Get in unity on this. Ready? Read. From whence cometh my help, verse 2, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth, verse 3, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not suffer. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 5, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Verse 6, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Verse 7, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall now read verse 8 real strong. Come on. Whoa, that's shouting ground right there. Keep verse 8 up there again. The Lord shall preserve. You're going out and you're coming in. You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed in the morning. You're blessed at noontime. You're blessed all day long. The Lord is thy keeper. He'll keep your foot from slipping. Why? Because he's the upholder. He upholds all things in this universe by the mighty word of his power. I like that, don't you? Oh, glory to God. And so then, he will uphold you. He will uphold me as we look to him, as we look up. Today we can look to Jesus for deliverance in any area of our life. No matter what may be standing in our way, we have the victory in Jesus' name. And here's what the message says in Colossians 3 and verse 2. So don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Rather look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. Come on now, that's where the action is. What do you say? We start seeing things from his perspective. So we lift up our eyes. And then we look from that place in Christ Jesus. We lift up our eyes as those that are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. As those who have joint seating with him. We lift up our eyes. And we look from that place of victory on anything that would try to hinder us. Is that good? Now, Abraham had focus, didn't he? He did. He had to have focus. 
how old was Abraham when God told him, you're the father of many nations? Or rather, how old was Abraham when Isaac was born? He was about 100 years old. And Sarah was no spring chicken. I mean... <laughs> Now notice, we better just read. <laughs> Romans chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. Come on, readers, help, help, a, help a pastor out today, will you? This is about my 6,000th message since I've been preaching, so you can help me out a little bit today, amen? Verse 18 and 19, ready to read. Amen. Now listen to this statement. Faith is unmoved by what it sees. Could we say that Abraham was unmoved? And faith is unaffected by how it feels. Say that with me. Faith is unmoved, Faith is unmoved. By, what it sees. by what it sees. It is unaffected, it is unaffected. By, how it feels. by how it feels. There were thoughts that came to Abraham's mind. Just like there are thoughts that come to all of our souls. But I have a question for you today. What are these weapons that have been formed against us compared to the power of God. The only way that these weapons can get a place in our lives is if we give attention to them, focus upon them, and become preoccupied with them. I got a word for you today. Saints, look away. Come on, look away. Look away from anything and everything that would distract you on your path of victory, looking unto Jesus. Now notice verse 20 and 21, readers, ready, read. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Now stop right there. What does strong faith do? Strong faith gives God the glory. Amen. Weak faith backs down and cows down to what's happening around. But strong faith gives glory to God. I just wonder if there's anybody in this house this morning that's got anything to give glory to God about. What about the rest of you? I said, I just wonder if there's anybody in this house that has got something to give glory to God about. You woke up this morning, didn't you? You had toast and butter, didn't you? You had a cup of Pete's or Starbucks or Folgers, whatever the case may be. God's been good to you. God's been good to me. We got something to shout about. We got something to give glory to God about. Oh, when I think about his goodness and what he's done for me, I want to run. 
I want to jump. I want to dance. Somebody said, you feel like dancing? I don't feel like dancing. I don't always feel like giving God the glory, but life is not about what you feel like. The just shall live. The just shall rejoice. The just shall give glory to God by faith. Amen. Amen. Now, go to Matthew 14. You guys are so good. You get in the cliff notes today. Incidentally, I thought that that offering taken up was good today. I could have sat there all morning and listened to this beautiful girl. All morning. I thank God for the anointing. I thank God for his goodness. How about 15 seconds of just giving God some glory? Glory. 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 Amen. Amen. He's here today. He loves us so much. You know, I think sometimes we need to realize that what we're doing is scriptural. When we take a glory break or give God praise, it's scriptural. Psalms 29 says that in his temple. Now we know we're the temple of the Holy Ghost. So in this temple, I'm continuously giving glory to God wherever I am, and so are you. But in this place, in this place where it has been sanctified and set apart from the world for God's people to come in corporately and give God glory. In his temple. In this place. He shall get glory. Hallelujah. So focus on the glory. And focus on his goodness. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your voice. And release your faith. By giving me the glory. And so shall the power of the Lord come upon thee. And so shall the glory of the Lord rest upon thee. Even in a difficult season. And even in a time of rest. My presence and my glory will come upon you to rest. For as my glory rests upon you. You shall sense my presence. And so shall my presence permeate and saturate your very being and cause that which the enemy meant for evil to be stopped and then to be reversed. For I am the God of glory and I love thee and my spirit doth rest upon thee today. Let's give him praise. Amen. Glory to God.
How is it that God's people can go through the valley of the shadow of death and not be affected by it the way others are affected? How is it that when the fiery test and the fiery trial comes, how is it that my people can enter in to rest? It's because, saith the Lord, my glory will rest upon you when people speak badly about you. When all the things in life seem to be going south and it's a major test, my glory shall descend upon you and give you glorious rest. You shall have rest in your soul and you shall have rest in your body. Oh, and de bocosa rendeshe le broto la base, en que tafa sotondo ridea la bocondre distea. And so shall that rest cause you to be filled with hope. And so shall that rest cause you to be filled with joy. I'll strengthen you during this time, saith the Lord. Enter in and let me be God in your life. And let my glory do what it does best. And that is to give you rest. Amen. Say with me, I'm resting in Jesus. Now, let's look at Matthew chapter 14. Verse 22. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea and it was tossed with waves for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And what did they do? They cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them and said, What did he say? Now let's say that two more times and let's apply that to a situation that we may be in right now. Ready? Say it. But be of good cheer. One more time. He never comes with a message of fear. He always comes with a message of cheer. Verse 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, 
bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, listen, what did he say? The one that was in a mountain apart to pray, the one who walked on the sea said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Here we see a natural man did a supernatural thing. Peter beheld Jesus and walked on the water. He was empowered to go from the natural to the supernatural, beholding Jesus. How is it that these natural circumstances are going to turn around the same way by walking on the Word of God? By beholding Him. Hallelujah. So as long as He beheld Him, He had the power to walk on the water by one word. The power was there for Him to do the miraculous. Debt, disease, depression will tell you, you cannot make it. You cannot walk on the water. Do you understand? Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. You can when you have a word. And we got more than one word come. We got this B-I- B-L-E right here. Woo! Glory to God. We've got exceeding great and precious promises that by these we become partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. How are we going to make it? I tell you how we're going to make it. We're going to make it by looking to Him. Now listen, as long as Peter did this, he was spiritually minded. And life is coming right out of that word. I submit to you this morning, almost said this evening, he's not just walking on the water, he's walking on the word of God. And as long as he maintained his focus... He was walking, we could say, in resurrection power. It was keeping him afloat. Verse 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. So fear entered in. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. So we see then that he got distracted. He took his eyes off the supernatural and put it back on to the Natural, And when he did, he began to sink. Every pressure that we face is designed to take our eyes off the master. Now notice this. This is important to hear this and get this. How long did it take for him to sink? Like that. When he shifts his attention off him onto this, 
he began to sink immediately. My brothers and sisters, don't you give any place to the devil. Shut him down. Keep that door closed. Slap him down. Cast down those imaginations. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Keep looking to him. Keep praising him. Though your knees may be knocking, though your hands may be sweating, Jesus can hold you up. Now notice in verse 31, here's, this is good news too, right? Because he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And if you have begun to sink, guess what? He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And underneath you are my everlasting arms. Read verse 31 with me. I'm going to take a drink. good news is Jesus lifted him up. I just dropped by this morning to encourage you with this word. It is time to behold the Lamb. We must begin to look to Jesus who is able to keep us from falling. If you've fallen, if you're sinking today, I encourage you to look up to Jesus. Everyone say, refocus. Refocus, 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 refocus. I've been like Peter. Many of you have been like Peter. Walking along real good for a while. And all of a sudden, something came. And we began to sink. But I'm telling you what. This resurrection life, this resurrection power, has within it the capacity to keep us strong and to keep us walking with Jesus. You see, I can't look at what's going on in the natural. I got to step into the supernatural. I said, I got to step in. I got to step in. Somebody says, well, not everyone's stepping in with you, pastor. That's all right. God loves dry boat riders. But his favor is great upon wet water walkers. I'm, I got to just step right in. How about you? How many of you got some areas you got to step into? Come on, get out of that boat and woo, step on in. Step on in to the supernatural power of God. Amen. Glory to God. Stand up and do some stepping right now. Come on, step. Step. I'm stepping in. I'm stepping out of debt into my wealthy place. I'm stepping out of depression into the joy of the Lord. I'm stepping out of disease into divine health. Come on, do some stepping. Do some stepping. Do some stepping. Woo! Ha ha ha. Go ahead and laugh at the devil. He's a defeated foe. Stepping. I like that, don't you? Step. Steps. Steps. Woo! Steps. Steps. Woo! Ha ha ha. We're stepping. 
We're stepping in. We're stepping out. We're stepping up. We're going all the way. Hallelujah. We're going to make it. 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 We're going all the way. We're going to the other side. Woo! <laughs> a little swag about you when you step, too. Just hold your balance, amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah, they got it right there. Woo! Come on, do that again. Let's step a little bit. <laughs> it's a walk in the park and not in the dark. Woo! How is it, Pastor? How is it, PT? How is it, Raul? How is it, Brother George? How is it you're not being affected like we're being affected? I'm stepped out and I've stepped in to the supernatural. And I'm looking at the only one who can bring me out and bring me up. I'm looking at the only one who can quicken my mortal body. I'm looking at Jesus, my rock, the lily of the valley, my bright and morning star, my balm and Gilead, my rock of ages, the great I am. I'm looking unto him.